Hi, and welcome along to episode 17 on match day 17 of the Qatar World Cup 2022. My name is Chris, and this is the Ultimate Football Show podcast. Today, we're joined by Stanford Chidge once again, a Chelsea fan, broadcaster, and writer, an all round lovely guy who knows a thing or two about football. And today, on match day 17, there are two games, the two final games in the round of 16, as Morocco take on Spain in what could be a bit of a bruising encounter, and then Portugal up against what Gary calls boring Switzerland. It's all coming up on today's episode. This is episode 17. We're very happy to support the lilywhitefoundation.com, advancing young people through sport. For more information, visit lilywhitefoundation.com. You're listening to the Ultimate Football Show podcast with Gary Chivers and Chris Barnett. So match day 17 comes up on Tuesday and the final two games in the round of 16, it's Morocco, Spain and Portugal, Switzerland. Uh, Gary Chivers says Switzerland are boring. You couldn't watch them every week. They don't seem to do anything. What they do do is um, get through to the round of 16 up against Portugal. Uh, and, and Switzerland, I guess you'd have to say, you wouldn't have expected Shakiri to be as good as he has been in the tournament, not only you know as he's got a terrific left foot that he can do anything with, but he's scoring goals, isn't he? And we haven't seen that in in our, in our country over in the Premier League for for ages now. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 this is quite an intriguing one. This one, I think this will be quite close. I mean, I, I think it's easy to write write Portugal off, going, "Oh well, you know." They've only got uh, Ronaldo and, a, and, a, and a, I mean, Pepe is now, the loathsome Pepe, I should say, <laughs> is now 40, 40 years old, I think. And you think, oh, well, you know. But actually, you look beyond that and you look at you look at the players that they've got. They have got some some players, mate. You know, they really have. I mean, okay, Ronaldo, I think, is still a threat at this level. But, uh, you know, they've got Neves playing for them, uh, yeah, yeah. Fernandez. Uh, you know they've got some people that we know and are very familiar with um, in terms of the, the the Premier League. So you can't, you know, you cannot, you cannot write them off. Bernardo Silva, Carvalho, Jose Felix. That, that side is dot of Diaz. That side is dotted uh, around with really mm. decent players. So write them off at your peril. Switzerland, on the other hand. I can't work them out at all. I mean, you know, they're, they're very what I would call nuggety, I think. Probably exemplified best with the Granite Xhaka in their side. Um, but I tell you what, they don't half leak a few goals. As as of Portugal, funny enough, I mean, if you want goals in a match, this could well be the one. So therefore, put money on a nil-nil if I've said that. But You, uh, you didn't I think, prefix you know, Granite Xhaka with the disastrously horrible uh, of a man granite jacket what 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 happened did you miss that bit out yeah i did absolutely loathsome player okay. a bit, a bit yeah. like pepe but he's he's effective for them um mm. i mean he's actually to be fair to him he's been pretty effective for arsenal this season i mean you yeah, know yeah. hitherto he's been a red card waiting to happen hasn't he for arsenal much to our hilarity but this <laughs> year this season he's he's i think he's he's been really effective for them actually in holding that midfield together so I think it's a tough one to call. I really do. As I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's goals in this one, given how many they've both conceded in the group stages. 
Um, but it, this, it, it, they, I can see them duking it out, really. And maybe, maybe uh, uh, you know, a kind of a last-minute Ronaldo goal for the, uh, yeah. the sentimental in us. I'll tell you what's really intriguing about the whole of this uh, round of 16. You know, you could end up with... Nether- well, you've got Netherlands, Argentina, England, France. You could have uh, Brazil uh, versus Croatia. Is it Brazil versus Croatia and Portugal versus Spain? Correct. That Correct. is a great quarterfinal lineup if ever yeah. you wanted one. Mm. It's a classic yeah. World Cup mm. quarterfinal lineup, I think. Yeah, and that, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? If that all does uh, uh, conspire to come come that way. Um, what about Morocco? They play Spain, of course. Spain. Well, the, the, the enigma that is Alvaro Morata, who, as I said to you in early one when we spoke, scored a wonderful hat trick at Stoke. It, okay, it wasn't a Wednesday night, but it was still at Stoke and there were three brilliant goals that could have come out from Real Madrid really the way he scored those I just think he gets bored and you know like Ronaldo's 100% I'm going to do it and focused I think Morass is just like 80% focused and the rest of it's like I'm earning loads of money here and, and I'm enjoying myself but I'm not really bothered if I'm the best in the world because he could be because he scores the goals doesn't he He's got a lot of talent, and we saw that at Chelsea. He saw, he scored some super goals. You know, I, I remember when when I watched him play, the way he moved. You know, he reminded me a little bit of Aussie in the way he kind of, you know, it was mm. just so easy. It's just an easy movement about him, uh, and he had a lot of talent. But I, I think I'm not sure if it's you know because he gets bored. I, I I think there's a mentality issue there. You know, the 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 really really elite players. Are, you know they've got that hunger and that desire yeah. and that commitment and they're very very mentally tough and I mm. don't think he is and I think the first whiff of trouble that he got at Chelsea that was it you know he basically he couldn't do it anymore you know um, couldn't handle the pressure uh, couldn't handle the expectation who knows but I think there's there's something about his mental attitude that's not quite right for me um, very interesting to see that um, one thing that we did see a lot of at Chelsea was um you know the the classic Aspilicueta to Morata assist. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we'll see a bit more of that. Although Aspie's not necessarily getting is it, I mean is he I don't would you say he's starting? I don't know. It's because he, he played some of the group games and not others. So it's hard to tell. But yeah, I think when he was at his peak he wasn't playing for Spain. No. And and then when he sort of faded a little bit and then got a bit of a bit part, he was part of a three at the back, then he was a he was a part of a four at the back, then he was a, a wing back for a while. They started playing him then when he probably had his best days were like a season or two before. Yeah, I mean you know, I love Aspie to death, but I think most people will say his legs have gone. Uh, and frankly, I don't think he's ever been a really good crosser from the right. Uh, so, you know, but that notwithstanding, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe at the international level it suits him a bit. Maybe the pace of the game is a bit slower yeah. than it is in the Premier League and that allows him to do it. Plus the fact, of course, Spain keep hold of the ball so well. I mean, they're absolutely brilliant at it. It's like yeah. it's a bit like watching Barca and Man City, the way they, they ping the ball around. I mean, they're... They've been. I mean, you know, I know that they they lost Japan, but there are other games. They were a joy to watch. Mm. Clearly, got an abundance of talent. Um, I just wonder what it would be like if you can get at them a bit. You know, yeah. I get yeah. a sense that they are get atable at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think a couple of tackles flying in there. Yeah, um, and, and, and Morocco might be that team that's going to throw a few shin pads out of the dressing room. What, what's what's your take and what's Chelsea's take on on Hakim Ziyech? Because 
obviously he hardly paid a minute for Chelsea to Graham Potter arrived. He comes on in bit parts for like 10, 15 minutes or even less sometimes. But for Morocco, he, you know, he's quite integral, isn't he? Obviously, he's, he's one-footed pretty much. Everything comes in on his left foot. But what he can do with that left foot is quite astonishing sometimes. What, what What's the take? Is, is he going to go? Will Chelsea persevere? I mean, the fans seem to like him. You know, he's doing all right for when he does come on, but the manager doesn't seem to want him. Well, I don't know about the fans liking him. Most of the people I know can't abide him. I think I think the common consensus from most of the people I know that after that Dinamo Zagreb away game, where mm. he was unbelievably shocking, was that they didn't want to see him in a Chelsea shirt ever again. And I think had Tuchel stayed, that would have been the case, although Potter seems to have taken much the same attitude. But you're right, he's an enigma wrapped around an enigma. I mean... He's clearly got an abundance of talent, but I think he's a cameo player for us. You know, as you said, you see it in flashes and glimpses. Yeah. There's a lot he tries that doesn't come off spectacularly horribly. And and sometimes he doesn't put a shift in. And and when you're playing for Chelsea, you're expected to put a shift in defensively as as a you know, as as well as up an attack. And I think maybe you could categorize him as a bit of a luxury player. And uh, I think only what you know, most sides can only afford to have one luxury player. And I don't think Ziyech is the guy you would build a team around and allow that to happen. I, I think he'll be off. I really do, because I don't think he wants to stay, because I don't think he's getting played enough. Having said all of that, for Morocco, he's clearly inspirational, and mm. he's been their best player for most of the games he's played in. I mean, I think the one against Belgium, he was excellent, wasn't he? Um, so he's clearly vital to them. Well, again, like a bit like Japan, whether they've got enough uh, to, to, to you know get one over Spain is a moot point. It's a kind of an interesting derby in a way, isn't it, Spain-Morocco? I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, they're very close, aren't they? They're not far away from each other at all. And uh, obviously they speak different languages. Morocco's French, isn't it? Spain is uh, Spanish. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a feisty affair. I think yeah. you're right. I think Spain needs to be tested physically. And I think Morocco are ideal partners to, to do that and, and just give it... A little bit of bit of aggro here and there, a bit of kicking now and again. Morocco will try and take it to Spain in that regard and just rough them up a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I would do. You know, if I was if I was playing them, and I think I think Morocco have got a bit of an edge to them, so maybe they're the ones to do it. I mean, it, it's you know I, I've said already. You know, in an ideal world, the classic quarterfinal lineup would be, as I said, you know, Netherlands, Argentina, France, England. Uh, Croatia, Brazil, and Portugal, Spain. I mean, Portugal, Spain would be just absolutely cracking as a quarterfinal, wouldn't it? Yeah. And and yet, on the other hand, all the way through this, I've been looking at the draws thinking, well, there's an upset here waiting to happen. I had a suspicion it might be United States against the Dutch. It could have been Australia against Argentina. There was there was sense in that. Uh, I, I always thought Poland would get stuffed by France. I yeah. was worried about Senegal for obvious English reasons. Hmm. Um, and now we're saying, well, maybe it could be Japan or maybe it could be Morocco. And I think maybe out of all of these, Morocco could be the most likely. They're, they're not what I would call minnows, really, are they? I mean, they've been around a long time and they, they've got some decent players. So may, maybe our upset will come from the Morocco-Spain match. We're very happy to support the lilywhitefoundation.com, advancing young people through sport. For more information, visit lilywhitefoundation.com. I'm Gary Chivers. 
and this is the Ultimate Football Show podcast. Well, my thanks to Stamford Church for joining us again on episode 17 and the final games in the round of 16. We're off to the quarter-finals next. They take place on Friday and Saturday. Episode 18 will be back for the Friday games in the quarter-finals of the 2022 Qatar World Cup. We'll see you then. <laughs>